0: I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance & Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. As Kraus Anderson's facilities assessment manager, Tim Kittler uses his engineering talents to help building owners make smart decisions related to everything from deferred maintenance to energy efficiency. In a nutshell, he helps owners get the most out of their facilities. Kraus-Anderson recently created the position to build upon its burgeoning facilities assessment services. Before joining Kraus-Anderson, Kidla directed the business data unit at Eden Prairie-based Parallel Technologies. Previously, he was a partner and vice president of St. Paul-based Hypertect, a designer and builder of mechanical systems for data centers. Born and raised on the East Coast, Kidla earned a mechanical engineering degree at Virginia Tech's Polytechnic Institute and State University in Virginia. He followed that up with an MBA at the University of Delaware's Lerner College of Business and Economics. In this episode, reporter Brian Johnson speaks with Kittala about his background, his new job, and his Twin Cities roots.
1: Well, I'm pleased to be here with uh, Tim Kittala, Kraus Anderson, and we're at their uh, beautiful office space here in downtown Minneapolis and uh it's just gorgeous here and tim how long have you been here in this in this uh i it, i want to call it your new headquarters but it's been a while now hasn't it
2: yeah uh about two and a half years okay
1: great well, i remember when this was just uh kind of a nondescript little office building on this block and then a sea of asphalt parking and uh sure uh much uh much improved and much better now it's uh all the great things you have going on here on this box. So, well, thank you. So, yeah, well, I wanted to uh, talk to you a little bit about your uh, position with Kraus-Anderson, and you are uh, serving in a new po- new position of Facilities Assessment Manager. Is that right? Correct. Um, so, first of all, how long have you been in this role?
2: I uh, just started in
1: January. Okay. And, um, so can you talk a little bit about what you do as facilities assessment manager and uh, maybe we can just go from there.
2: Yeah, um, well, and I'm. it's pretty fortuitous that I'm in this role here at Kraus because Kraus Anderson has been doing um, facility assessments for years. Um, our biz, b- biggest success has been on the K through 12 area, market sector, um, where we've been able to, to jump into, uh, you know, educational environments um, help out facilities and look and study their facilities, but also come up with a strategic game plan to help them get forward. We also help on that bond referendum passage and uh, making sure we've got the prioritization of the deferred maintenance items that are required to be fixed, you know, all list them, identified, um, itemized, and then we sit and prioritize those items with the uh with the superintendents of these school districts, and really help them out, and we've also done some work on assessments on uh, healthcare, mm-hmm. uh, doing system audits, as we're referring to them now, uh, now, and and so um, we've been able to look at mechanical systems, look at deferred maintenance items for those. Type of healthcare systems. We've also done some work in the public or in the uh, public sector with some government, uh, some counties where they've asked us to actually look at, you know, various parks and the facilities on parks. So we've been able to help them out. So I'm. It's very fortunate that I'm here because I feel like I'm. I'm I'm jumping onto a moving train that's already been been very successful, and and thanks to a lot of the work by, you know, John uh, Unick and and uh, Mark Cotton and and um, and Mark Siegel and some of the individuals that are here. Uh, I feel very fortunate because these guys are are well known industry leaders when it comes to those market sectors.
1: Mm-hmm. Great, um, and uh, I I understand that this is actually a I know I, I you think about Kraus Anderson I usually think about construction and development but it sounds like this is a, a growing consulting initiative for the company and I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about maybe what you think is fueling that growth um, Are you see people are staying in maybe existing facilities longer and just want to um, do what they can to better maintain those facilities or is it you know, with uh, intention of improving efficiency, uh, maybe all of the above. I Wonder if you could talk about that.
2: I think there's multiple facets that's allowing us to grow um, in this area, and and I want to start with the team that has been built here at Kraus Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm new to this job, but I will say, the the muscle and the brain power and the knowledge transfer that we can bring to the table. Um, Um, for a customer is amazing we've got we've got some amazing talented people here from our building science group to our MEP group to our pre-con group but we're sitting on immense amount of data a bunch of uh, information about first of all cost data we know what it's going to cost in order to fix and remediate and, and and retrofit an existing facility so that that obviously helps in our endeavor of getting getting the facts but then we have a lot of building subject experts as well so we can identify what's going on with the facility, what's wrong, what's right, is this good, is this bad, and kind of give a measure on that. And we, we're starting to leverage with the IFMA standard of facility condition assessments um, where we leverage an F- FCI, a fa- fa- facility condition index. And when we're able to put a measure and a metric around that that facility and where it actually sits on that on that good, fair, poor, critical scale and we're able to measure that on deferred maintenance it gives them a measure but I think going back to your question of asking what's driving this need you're right it's a lot of the let's get the most bang of our buck for our building how can we do the prudent strategic you know Uh, maintenance things that we need to do to our facility in order to make it a long-term play Mm -hmm. so that's one facet that's really driving that 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 push to understand how can we get the best bang for our buck for our building Mm -hmm. I think also the changed the changing demographics of all these market sectors and let's just pick education for an example Mm -hmm. enrollment demands Uh, changing of uh, education you know types such as the big growth of STEM you know and STEAM and and all these needs so we have to change and shift these facilities and make them work and make them work for a long time Mm -hmm. and that's really part of the goal of the assessment is look at existing facilities and how can we take this to the next level how can we um, but also get our most value out of this building the other the other driving facet is energy efficiency that obviously comes up several times you know how can we make our building more green what can we do what are the things we should be considering at? Health and wellness is another thing. And obviously with the, the, the recent health scares of coronavirus, but how healthy are our facilities? What can we do to make sure that that doorknob is clean, that, to make sure that, you know, um, that our air environment is, is clean as well? So those are par- parts of the pressures that people want to know what to do with the building. And the best way to do that, to make data-driven decisions, is get the facts. Let's just get the facts. And so that's what our that's what our facilities condition assessments do is a, is, a, is a get the facts, information session, then put it through the lens of construction. What does it cost in order for us to remediate that, mm-hmm. and then allow our customers to make informed decisions. And that's really the goal. Okay
1: and I can see that how that would be really valuable information for a building owner just to have that uh, information and know where to go and what their priorities should be and what their next steps might be. Correct. So, um can you talk a little bit about your background and and what you did prior to joining KA and um how you how you got here? Yeah.
2: So uh, the I, I've joked many times with my my new co-workers that uh, my very first job in the Twin Cities uh, when I first moved to uh, Minnesota was side by side with Kraus Anderson Kraus Anderson was building the the shell of, uh, of a major med tech company Um, and we were building the data center for that company. Mm -hmm. And so as we were working through that, through the, the, the growth of that facility and the, and the building of that facility, while we were building the data center, uh, we got to see what it was to work with, with krause Anderson. And we realized at that point, I realized at that point, that these are the guys that wear the White House in town. They're good guys to deal with. They could have crushed us like a a little bug because we were a smaller consulting design build firm, but they worked side by side with us and encouraged us and helped us. And we worked in a a true partnership. And I've been uh, fortunate to work side by side with Kraus Anderson on several other jobs Um, throughout my career and you know eventually I uh, you know you know the opportunity arose for me to join the Kraus Anderson team and I couldn't be more excited to be here. My background my background is uh, I'm actually a mechanical engineer by trade. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Obviously I've been forced to move into more of a the business mode, because that's what that's what go, uh, wise engineers should do, is move more into the business uh, side of things to help tell that business case and build that business story. But my background is design build of data centers, so mission critical facilities, so built from very small closets for uh, for enterprise type organizations all the way to hyperscale. Uh, co-location facilities. Um, and our biggest one was side by side in a joint venture with Kraus Anderson 160,000 square foot uh, mission critical facility uh, built for our customer and I tell you what they just Kraus uh, Anderson knocked it out of the park. Um, just really proud of the product we put out there uh, for that that facility. So it's been a real ride but I've uh, obviously, very familiar with mechanical electrical fire protection systems Mm -hmm. all those systems come together in a data center there's nothing more you know a microcosm of the entire macro picture so Mm -hmm. is and that's where i got my background
1: okay great and so um you talk are you are you a native of the twin cities are you from this area and can you talk a little bit about that Where you Where you're from and what your interests are.
2: Yeah. um, So uh, ironically, my I am from well, not ironically, I'm from the uh, from the East Coast. I was born and raised born in uh, Maryland, raised in Delaware my entire life. Um, But the ironic part about that is my parents are originally from the Twin Cities Um, literally, um, my grandfather lived on 2801 Park Avenue, just down the street from Kraus anderson so, um, so I'd spend my summer vacations up here in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Um, my father has passed, he's buried in Fort Snelling, Mm -hmm. um, and that shows how much Minnesota is home to the Kittala family, and, uh, I married a Hutch girl, Mm -hmm. uh, I have three kids, uh, -hmm. Alice Ben and Caroline, Mm -hmm. um. Five, seven, and nine. Um, oh, wow. Alice is nine. Ben is seven, and Caroline is five. And mm. I am an active soccer coach oh, wow. uh, with Tonka United, and uh, love coaching the U nine academy team with of uh, my daughter's team. And I'm also active at Westwood Church uh, in uh, in the West Metro there, and I'm a board member of that of that church, and it's uh, quite an honor to serve side by side some amazing leaders. So.
1: Great. Well, you're a busy man. I yes, can uh, yeah. I and I can't
2: do it without the, the awesome support of a just a amazing wife. Um, mm-hmm. She is absolutely. She's. I can't. Yeah, she's a blessing. So
1: well, that's great. And soccer coach. Uh, did you play soccer and? In- high school or college i did
2: i i played uh all throughout um all throughout my elementary middle and and then all in the high school and then in college i would play a lot of pickup games but then i never thought oh that was the, that's the ultimate right playing the playing the sport playing soccer just because we're gonna have a ball you know um uh, and coaching yeah well give it a shot I've had more fun coaching than I have played playing the game. It's it's really it's really awesome. I've, it's quite an experience. So
1: yeah, you ever get to any of the soccer games in town? Uh, United, so United, active
2: supporter and cheer honor of uh, Minnesota United. In fact, they invited our Tonka United Academy girl to attend one of their practices, hmm. and um, so we actually got to see them firsthand and meet all the players and get all the. They signed all our soccer balls and jerseys, and so yeah, absolutely. Go what I, you know. So yeah, we're 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 big big fan of the loons. So let's go, you know. <laughs> very nice,
1: very nice. Well, you have a lot going on in the community here, and some some uh, solid roots in the community. It sounds like. So that's so. Uh,
2: you guys have nice. been very welcoming. Minnesota is just like I said; it's kind of like a second home to us. Uh, my mom grew up in Redwood Falls. My dad grew up in Hopkins, and and it's just it's just hilarious that I ended up back up in Minnesota here. So, but the opportunity arose and I took it, so.
1: Great. Well, do you have any uh, parting thoughts on just sort of your new position here with Kraus-Anderson or sort of the uh, facility, uh, the, the future of uh, facility assessments?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, first of all, it's an honor to be at Kraus-Anderson, it really is. I, 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 I'm, I'm very excited about this new position. I'm excited that they already have a product out there that has been successful. And so I feel like I'm joining a team that really knows what they're doing. They're just asking me to quarterback it and make sure that uh, we get this really spread evenly across all market sectors. I think some of the innovation that's uh, headed our way as far as facility condition assessments. So we talk about the innovation cycle that's going to happen within facilities. So one thing we want to bring to bear, and this is one of our one of our our key success metrics is first of all, what we're proposing within the assessment of how you take care of your facility should be innovative. So we're gonna be looking at the latest techniques in construction, the, the the most efficient way for a customer to put their their foot forward, to understand their strategic plan as an organization to help them get move forward faster, better, cheaper, you know. Um, look at the best options for them to to really move move ahead. Also, look at the innovation of energy efficiency. Obviously, we got you know net zero 2030 coming down our way. We've got a lot of things that we've got to look at in the engineering community hey by the way mr customer did you think about this you know so asking those interrogative questions that's going to get them thinking about how we can make buildings more energy efficient and that the pressure around there so there's a there's a big push there but also i'm pushing our team to get more innovative the way we do assessments the innovation of how we're gathering data so one of the concepts and one of the thoughts that we're going to be doing is making sure that um while we do surveys of the staff and the and the facilities uh, people that we're doing and we ask them their input hey how's the temperature feel how is it you know mm-hmm. Which is a great piece of information, a great data point, but to gather more data. and So we're going to hang temperature sensors, we're going to hang mm-hmm. indoor air quality meters, and we're going to measure it for a while, you know, for a month or two months or however long a customer wants that mm-hmm. in order to make sure we've got good data so they make better informed decisions. But also the technology we're leveraging as far as doing the assessment, so leveraging what we, a tool we call PlanGrid in order to do our site walkthroughs. Mm-hmm. Everything's electronically documented documented. Um, everything is photographed. We've got 360 degree uh, photography. We've got laser scanning. We've got BIM modeling. We've got uh, drones with thermal imaging. You know, So the innovation that we're going to bring to the bear on the facility assessment is, is extremely critical to our success to staying ahead of the curve, to making sure we're giving our clients the most informed data, the most you know, um, and, and they, they can make dra- data-driven decisions the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, and then how we present that data to them is also a key, key part of our deliverable. So how are we going to give them that information, make sure it's digitized? We've got, a, we've got a, a changing demographic here where we've got a lot of facility managers that have been there for 35 years, and they're about ready to retire. Mm-hmm. These people that are sitting in these positions are a wealth of knowledge. They know their facility. If we just could stick a USB port into their, into their head and suck all the data out of them, uh, we would do that all day long, but we can't. We have to sit down with them. We have to know what they know. We have to learn what they have learned. Mm-hmm. And then we have to get that data documented. So it's this whole concept of knowledge transfer which is a big initiative for us is how do we transfer that knowledge so we can make that informed decision. So we've got this retiring workforce. We got to catch up before they uh, head off into the sunset. And uh, obviously, very successful people. And we need to we need to grab their data. So there's a lot of initiatives. A lot of initiatives around um, the innovation of how we do assessments and, mm-hmm. and the way we do it. So that's. That's what I'm really excited about and Kraus Anderson is very uh, open to the ideas mm-hmm. and ready to to adapt and change and flex and and take this uh, assessment uh, offering to the next level
1: wow, well there are a lot of layers to that it sounds like a fascinating field to work in it relates to energy efficiency and and taking care of what you have and um, productivity of your workers and retaining workers if they have a comfortable place in which to in which to work so. A lot of, a lot of different layers there. So when we
2: start, and you bring up the productivity, you bring up uh, energy efficiency. When you when you start talking productivity of making your workplace more, more able to get work done and be productive, mm-hmm. that's going to push the. The, the best pedal to the metal mm-hmm. <laughs> per se uh, sorry for the cliche but uh, but, that, but that's that productivity piece making workplaces more productive making educational facilities m- more productive so our students can learn better mm-hmm. uh, because they've they've got a, a good healthy environment to come to and live in that's our goal it's really one of, our, one of our key goals and, and just that, that productivity piece is a great point. I'm glad you brought that
1: up. So. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, thanks for uh, having a conversation with us about, about this and uh, good luck in your new position.
0: Brian, thanks a lot. Thanks for your time. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shatler, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.